Welcome back, everyone. This uh, episode of the podcast uh, is a semi-follow-up to uh, the first series of podcasts on UFOs and things like that. It And part of the reason I did that original podcast was to, you know, make some predictions and some, you know, get some thought experiments out there prior to the government, the U.S. government, releasing the so-called, you know, UAP report or UFO report or whatever one wants to call it. And I'm not going to get into the details of that report here yet because I want to give it some more time to marinate. Um, but as I suspected, different things were going to pop up along the way. And that's sort of directly related to how the U.S. government handled that and what it might mean going forward and, and, and what it tells us. And what I'm specifically referring to it in this, um, what is likely to be a, a shorter podcast, is this alleged release of new of a new type of aircraft uh, from Russia that's supposed to take place. And I don't know the exact timing. I assume, without knowing, that I will have this published and available for everyone before it actually gets released. But uh, there aren't any really details, but what, but what happened was there was some social media that went along, well, social media and promotional videos and these different things went along with this announcement that they were going to release this supposedly completely new kind of aircraft that was, you know, and I, I'm not going to try to quote anyone, you're happy to look up this information and, and see the different things that they've said. It's all kind of the same thing. Um, Lots of reports from different entities, but it's all really from the same source release from the Russian uh, state-owned um, aerospace company. But it seemed that they made some comments that were aimed towards, if not the UFO topic directly, the U.S. government's recent report saying, okay, we have all these things going on, and we don't know what they are. You know, just a recap, that was kind of the the pinnacle of, you know, the release. Like, I'm not going to get into all of that just yet, but generally uh, the consensus was that, you know, whatever information came out of there, there was some incidents, uh, some observations and different things that were just unavailable, or, I mean, information was unavailable, they were unaccounted for, they were unable to determine exactly what they were. Now, um, and for the most part, they didn't really speculate. And, you know, as I mentioned before, it was unlikely they were ever going to come out and say that these things were alien because they would need pretty significant evidence to prove that these were aliens or that they were, for ex or they were extraterrestrials or, or something, you know. So we kind of knew they were never going to say that. Um, and even if they do have some evidence that leads them to that conclusion, it's likely that those types of of evidence um, have remained classified. And this, you know, it's unclear what this Russian release is really doing. And it said some things like, you know, it's not that hard um, using some like X-Files type UFO photos from, you know, the historical record. And, you know, if you took it at face value, it would almost sound like, hey, we're going about to release this aircraft that's you know, that hovers, or maybe it's the shape of a tic-tac, 
and it zooms around, and it's this unmanned anti-gravity, you know, aero, aero, aeroplane or aircraft or maybe some new name they're going to give it um, if it doesn't actually have to use air in order to, you know, propel itself or to give itself flight, if it uses some other type of propulsion. That was seemed to be, I mean, that kind of seemed what the gist of all of this was. Like, hey, we're going to release this thing. And, hey, by the way, U.S., haha, you know, these things aren't that hard. It's not that complicated. It's actually pretty simple. And it's really hard to, to tell uh, what we're going to get from this. You know, there some people try to do some analysis of some of the promotional videos that went along with this. And um, they suspect maybe just a new traditional type fighter is going to get released. Some of the the, um, the shadows of some of the videos that they tried to to analyze seem to indicate a, a fairly traditional style of aircraft um, and and matched shadows of, of some existing aircraft that people already knew about. And so, I mean, this is probably you know either completely nothing, and this was just a clever way you know of using social media and different ways to sort of to roast the U.S. government a little bit when it comes to UAPs and, or unidentified aerial phenomenon or, the, or these different types of maneuvering abilities and different things. So, or, you know, you know, if we consider all of the realm of possibility, if some of these craft are indeed not, well, if some of these craft are controlled by human entities and most likely serious government entities, you know, it's most likely the Russians. Like, you know, as much as we give Chinese or China or whatever you want to call it, call them, whatever you want to give them in terms of being able to develop things and produce things, like, they really don't have that much stuff. Like, they only have, like, one aircraft carrier. It's not even that good. You know, they finally have, they do have some new submarines finally. But in terms of, like, really advanced uh, military technology, China's never been on the level with the United States. What has given China, you know, its power is just the sheer number of people, the sheer number of troops, and the massive control over their country. Um, and depending on who you read and what you believe, and we may, we may you know, do a, a podcast on China one of these days, but it's such an over, an over-discussed topic at this point. If, if I'm going to do one, I want to take a little bit of a unique angle with, with what the discussion would, would look like. But They've never really been leading uh, in scientific advancement. They just haven't. And, you know, at the height of the Cold War, the beginning of the space race, right, it was, you know, Russia and the United States and, honestly, Germany, you know, for the, la- for the last, you know, 100, 150 years, those are the three countries that really, you know, let's just say the last 100 years or, you know, just to be, just to be simple about it. Those have been the three countries that have really pushed the, the edges of technology. And if they had something like that and they were keeping it under wraps, why would they just now decide to come out with it and claim it? So it's, it's interesting. I wanted to, to just discuss it briefly. I didn't want to spend a whole bunch of time, you know, because we don't really know anything. We don't know any facts. It's really just sort of speculating, like, if those, you know, some of, or at least some of those incidents that are unidentified are indeed Russian aircraft. 
it doesn't make any sense for them to come out now with, with absolutely no reason to reveal that. I mean, that's not really how the Russians play the game. They kind of play a maximum leverage game. They like to escalate. And given that there isn't really anything that significant taking place right now, it seems awfully odd if the Russians would just come out and be like, oh, by the way, nothing's really going out on, on in the world. I mean, you know, we got some Cuba protests and we got an association in Haiti. But by the way, oh, all those UFOs, those were us. We're about. To, we're just going to go ahead and show the world what we have, um, even though you guys don't know we have it, and you don't know what it is, and you've seen it. We're going to go ahead and just tell you that it's us. That doesn't make a lot of sense, right? Um, and so knowing, well, not knowing, knowing's the wrong word. Having seen the way that um, not only just you know Russia's government, but then just sort of the some of the things that Russian officials say in different things. I mean, they're almost more over the top than the Chinese are when it comes to like making these grandiose pronouncements of different things about um it's like they've lost the grip of reality or they're trying to fool themselves or I don't know who they're trying to fool, but um this kind of fits that mentality of, you know, we're gonna sort of put our thumb in the eye of the United States and and leverage or play off of, of their admitted lack of knowledge about some technology and in order to give some publicity or add some intrigue to some of our own technology. Now, it's likely, I mean, it's almost, I would say, inconceivable that the U.S. probably doesn't have intelligence sources in, um, and I, I don't remember the name of the Russian uh, aerospace company, it's the state-owned one, but you know, given given the power of the dollar versus the ruble and just like the economy situation in Russia and just how much money a, a little bit of dollars would give you in Russia, it's almost, it's almost impossible that we don't have people somewhere embedded in intelligence that our intelligence agencies have a pretty good idea what's coming down the pipeline in terms of Russian technology and Russian uh, aircraft. And obviously, if they knew that, and if they knew that there was some craft like that, and that that craft could potentially be one of these things that are unidentified, what you would get is probably the same result as we have now. Um, but I think they probably would have tried to muddy the water a little bit. So let's just say they have a craft and the only way that they know what it is is because a very sensitive informant in a Russian aerospace company has leaked some information to them. And by them, I mean the CIA or NSA or whatever, whoever, whichever one you want to call it. Let's just call it some intelligence guys. And if we say, hey, we know what this is in any kind of official capacity or, or um even hint that we know what it is, you know, that immediately triggers uh, Russia to say, hey, they think they know what this is. We know this is ours. Somehow our information is leaking. Now we got to go look for our leak and plug it up. That's kind of the way that intelligence game plays where like we might know where something is and we won't say what we know what it is because we don't want Russia to know that we know what it is. But I don't think that it would have ever come to the light of day in the form of those videos and different things if we knew what they were. Um, 
I think those things would have been headed off at the pass. Um, you know, or it, or it, it's something like maybe I mentioned um, briefly in the in the initial series of, on this. You know, maybe it's a little bit of a false flag operation, and it's not exactly that. It's more of a well, there'd be a different term for it, but basically, it's saying, well, we know what this is, but we're going to let you think that we don't know what it is, so you don't take any countermeasures to change it or try to conceal it further. We just want we're going to play dumb, so to speak. And but even if we were doing that, I don't think they would come out straight to Congress and be like, we don't know what this is. I don't think they would make that blank blanket statement. I think we would have gotten something else. Now, what that something else looks like could be a million things. Um, and I also think that if we knew that those things were Russian. And we were literally incapable of seeing them on radar, catching up to them in the air, shooting them down, targeting them. If we were incapable of doing all those things, and we knew that they were Russians, and the Russians knew that, you know, assuming they had some sort of weapons capability on there, we would be at such a disadvantage at that moment that it would almost have to change our national security posture in some way, like, you know, I mean, it could just show up and crash into the White House and destroy it, and we're telling the public we don't know what they are. Now, obviously, if we it crashed in the White House, we would be able to recover it, theoretically, and then we might be able to obviously see what it is and definitely determine whether if it was made by human beings or not. So, I mean, that's not necessarily a realistic, you know, outcome if Russia wants to keep it secret. But if, you know, the shit hit the fan, and they did have these things, and we were unable to really interact with them in any meaningful way. That puts us at a wild disadvantage, and um, you know, almost puts us in like a nuclear posture. Like our only real response would be, uh, you know, nuclear uh, response. But assuming they have a whole bunch of these things, if it is indeed theirs, I mean, they can park those things over just about every silo. Almost every silo is known, and the only real um, launch capability that we have that's unknown would be the subs, um, you know, our nuclear subs, you know, and along with some of our stealth bombers and whatnot. But assuming these things, you know, are from a, a human adversary, I'm not sure how much our stealth bombers would be uh, helpful if they have craft that are able to, to maneuver and accelerate and perform at the way that these things that we saw did. So, again, it, I guess what I'm trying to say is that if there was indeed any kind of truth to the idea that some of these might be Russian. It would, you know, it would tip the scales, you know, and probably trigger some serious alarm bells. And I just, or we, I don't say I, I mean, we haven't seen any kind of changes like that. And, you know, military secrecy aside, that kind of threat coming directly from, you know, a known adversary or at least a near peer or whatever you want to call them. I don't think that's something that would get hushed up. There's no reason to really hush that up, um, right? I mean, the only reason to hush it up would be to protect your, your assets, your intelligence assets, your people on the ground. But that doesn't mean somebody wouldn't start making incremental changes in, in how we are prepared to respond to different things, you know, in a way that wouldn't set off alarm bells to Russia saying, hey, somebody is, is 
is, is leaking what we got going on over here. And so I guess to, to sort of recap, the only real way that, that this, I'm not, I guess I'll call it an allegation from the Russian company, makes any sense um, is if, you know, they literally have something so secret that there's no intelligence on it. And the very existence of it would, would be almost a secret. I, and I find that very difficult um, to accept. Not impossible, but highly unlikely. It's even more unlikely that something that was that secret and that protected to the extent that we couldn't get information on it is highly unlikely that they would just come out and say, hey, we're going to show the world this now. Um, and I think if it was, I think you would have somebody higher up in the Russian government than just some spokesman for this company talking about it. You know, I mean, they prayed it down Red Square or something or have, you know, these Tic Tacs take off from Moscow and be like, hey, look at us, Russian citizens. Your governments can fly these around by Washington, D.C. and San Francisco. And the stupid United States doesn't even know what they are. They can't even catch up to them in their silly little planes. I mean, the political power that such a reveal would have for the Russian government is just beyond imagining almost. And there's just no way that they would just let some little silly little spokesman for the company be the only one that's kind of taking all the credit and triggering all of these sort of, ooh, what do we got here? And, you know, so having said all that, I guess that's a long way of saying how it seems skeptical that this is going to be anything at all. Um, but it is interesting that they use some strange language to describe, like, you know, fundamentally different kind of aircraft. Uh, well, what does that mean? Um, does it have wings? You know, I mean, I would say if it has wings, then it's pretty much a fundamentally normal aircraft because, um, you know, planes have wings. And as, as long as it's using, uh, you know, air, if you will, to lift itself, provide lift, that's pretty much the standard airplane. Um, from the Wright brothers to right now, we don't have anything in the works, you know, that I've even read a hint of, even a theory of anything that's, you know, practically achieved at this point to create, you know, flight in any other way. And so it'll be curious, you know, to see, to see what we get here, but it's likely nothing. But it is an example, you know, where an adversary has taken something the military has admitted to the American public and to con Congress and, you know, used it in some fashion. Now, I mean, is there any negative aspect to the U.S. in this? Probably not. It's probably actually going to look, make the Russians look dumber when they release whatever this plane is, assuming it's just a normal plane, or it's going to be, you know, <laughs> like I said, it's going to be uh, a phase shifter in, in really world history. If, if it was indeed what the innuendo of these messages were. And so anyway, I just wanted to touch on that because it just came up and it involved that UFO report. And, you know, we'll dive into some more analysis of that UFO report. There was a lot, a lot of reporting on it as it was leaked and as it came up to the port. And then there hasn't been a whole lot after it. I don't know. I'm sure there are entities trying to get a hold of it for your request and all these different things and they're going to comb through the data and try to bounce them against you know different catalogs of events that some private investigators on ufos and different things have so i, I expect to see some things 
you know, we're not, we're only a couple weeks away from it. There's some other stuff going on in the world that's kind of captured the news cycle at the moment. But um, after we see some more of this analysis and different things pop out, at some point I'll, I'll jump back in with another couple episodes probably on, on what we think now and whether anything's even changed. And so, again, uh, thanks for listening. And I, I have noticed there are a few people actually listening. So I want to thank everyone for stopping by. And I'll also say that I think, you know, I, I've discovered some techniques to, to make these recordings a little bit better. And so hopefully the quality um, increases and it, it is much more tolerable from here on out. Have a good one.